0: Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for hopping on the podcast today. We've got, again, Pastor Johnny in the house. Hello. And uh, if you listen to us on um, Monday, we were in Genesis 30. Today, we're in Genesis 32. Um so this is when Jacob, fearing Esau, has an interaction with the angel of the Lord. Just kicking it off, dude. What what stood out
1: to you? What do you think about this? I think just overall, again, as I as I read Jacob's story, it's just trust. Yeah. Like, are are we trusting the Lord? Is this happening, or are we doing our own thing? We're gonna do this just again. Say, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like. Uh, the, uh, author here wants to tell us something important, right? For, uh, putting all these stories together and, uh, telling us the story and how it goes. And it's just like, trust. Come on, man. What are yeah, you doing? For sure. When I look at Jacob's person,
0: he, that guy did everything the hard way. You know, those people in our life. And sometimes that was even me. Yeah. Where it's like my mom and dad are like, Clark, don't touch that. Don't touch that. Don't touch that. And then finally they're like, Whatever touch it get shocked and mm. <laughs> I told you you need to, you need to figure out how you're gonna learn this this truth this reality
1: yeah
0: um, but one of the things that stands out to me as I think about this relationship between Jacob and God is not only did Jacob learn things the hard way and spend decades waiting and, and, and working but it's that um, God is gonna meet us in the midst of our mess and still bring peace conviction and consequences to our decisions, but God is struggling for us, Mm. sometimes against us, for our own well-being. So when we go wayward, God allows there to be consequences or meets us in the mess, and it's hard and it's difficult. It's because He loves us. It's because He wants us to Mm. become like Him. So I know, yeah, as you're looking at this, it's kind of of an interesting story. So do you have any specific verses, Johnny, in like the first half here that that stands out to you? Let me
1: see. Um, I think verse 20, I is it uh, For he thought, I may appease him with the present that goes ahead of me, mm-hmm. and afterward I shall see his face. Perhaps he will accept me. So the present passed on ahead of him. And um, he himself stayed that night in the camp. Um, and he's just trying to buy off uh, his brother's um, yeah. thing. and. And she just shows how little again he trusts God uh, to keep him safe, and as he returned to the yeah uh, to, to the Promised Land. So um, again, we we come to rely on Christ. Um, so let's try not to be like Jacob, and let's try to trust the Lord a little more that He's gonna actually provide and be for us for sure. Uh, so yeah, those that that gives uh, spot is where kind of drew my attention. Yeah, you see Jacob
0: using his worldly things mm-hmm. for uh, strategically, mm-hmm. right? And what caught my attention is right away in verses 3 and 4, he's using this language of servant and Lord. Mm-hmm. It's like, he's not sucking up to his brother, but he kind of is where he's like, hey, look, Lord Esau, your servant Jacob's coming. <laughs> it's like when my dog comes in and lays on our back and rolls over, like I'm submitting to you yeah. with my belly. Um, I, I have that picture here because Jacob's realizing Esau has every right to be mad, mm-hmm. and this could go south real fast. So he's using his... Yeah, worldly possessions to try to appease and win over people strategically, specifically his mm-hmm. brother here. Um, so then, yeah, I guess with that, like you said, we talk about trusting the Lord. And in that, others other passages that talk about using our worldly wealth. Jesus talks about that, actually. And right. to Matthew, he's talking about using your earthly possessions to mm-hmm. win the world over, basically. Um, so we need to trust God. He's for you, but at the same time, use your stuff for the Lord. <laughs> Not only when your family member might want to kill you. Right. And then as the passage transitions, we kind of jump to verse twenty two. If your Bible has subtitles, it's it's titled Jacob Wrestles with God. You're like, what it's on quite the title, right? what on earth is yeah. this about? WWF was all the way back in Genesis. <laughs> the Undertaker.
1: Um, in this passage, how do you make sense of this? Yeah, this this reminded me of um... When I was uh, teaching karate, that was my first job. And as I would teach kids, I would obviously not go full force on them. If I did, I would get in trouble. <laughs> I would get fired. <laughs> You'd and, be in jail. And I would be in jail, definitely. Drop yeah, dropkicking some little Yeah. Way. So as as I struggled with the kid or let, let them struggle against me, um, I would let them fight, let them go as, as hard as they could, uh, and I, then I would push back. Yeah. If I let them beat me... Uh, then they're not really struggling. They're yeah. not really putting in the effort. But if I pushed back, if I, if I actually made them fight and suffer a little bit and sweat and use their full strength then they could realize like, oh, like I first, like you're stronger than me and I probably trust you as my teacher. And then second, like thank you for actually making me a better person because yeah. now in the next class, hopefully that person feels a little bit stronger. Yeah. So as, as uh, Jacob wrestled with God, he's like, yeah, you're stronger than me, and then also, I think I can trust you. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not that
0: Jacob um, was some superhuman that could actually right. match God toe for right. toe. It's God, uh, again, brought himself down to yeah. a level that we were able to understand. Correct. And and all of that. Um, hmm. you, you, you have a karate background. Yeah. Yeah. You got any good stories for us? I remember you telling me something about like, you and your dad. You,
1: you, he was, you were trying to um, teach a, the class how to do a move or something. Didn't he like pop you real good? Yeah. So I was my dad's assistant for like, a really long time. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I got distracted one time. My, my dad was the one teaching and I was helping him. So when he teaches, like he needs someone in front of him to like take the punches basically. Yeah. But he usually, what a fun job. Yeah, right? So he, uh, <laughs> he usually like pulls back. Or if he's explaining something, I am the one has to be really aware because he's looking away as he's explaining, and I I got distracted. I don't know what I was thinking, a girl probably or something. I was like 17, (laughs) and uh, my dad starts explaining, and then I just feel like my nose like extremely like (laughs) just hurting, like stars, like jacked right in the face, like just like in the movies, like stars and everything. So apparently I got punched in the face by my dad, and then my dad's like, "Don't move, don't move," and then he kind of fix my nose he reset it kind of reset it. i mean if you see it it's still like yeah it's not reset at all yeah <laughs> i didn't go to the doctor afterwards but then i started bleeding all over the place and Man. my dad is like careful with the floor i just mopped it and i'm like dude he's <laughs> you just broke my yeah, nose yeah in front of everyone so then i walked away and then like three days later i get like their raccoon eyes you know both yeah and the people at school is like is everything okay at home and just to mess with them like well actually my dad hit me and like what do you mean he's like well, we, do martial arts services, <laughs> yeah. we do martial arts and he punched me in the face but so it was it was on purpose it was okay uh, so oh, I, man. it was fine but it was, i have many of those stories my brother would actually get really mad at my dad because when we would do uh like demos presentations mm-hmm. for some reason my brother would always get hit in the groin it's <laughs> like a magnet down there or something but my oh, dad would man. always sit and my brother would always get mad because you're not supposed to like hit, fully below the belt. hit. yeah, yeah. But with the techniques or whatever, he would always end up getting hit, and it was a thing, and it was hilarious.
0: Turns out you're, you're the favorite. Your dad <laughs> yeah. had it out for your brother. Yeah. My chance to get him back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then kind of a little change of, of uh, topic here, but you're going to be teaching a class here shortly at church, right? Yeah, the
1: middle, t- the middle t- of, t- of May. T- tell the listeners about what's coming. Yeah, at the middle of May, we're going to teach... Uh... Kind of like a martial arts uh, class for kids and a more self-defense, like real world, like what would you do if somebody's trying to like...
0: Just for kids? I can't come?
1: Uh, no, no, no. Uh, the, the the martial arts is just for kids. Okay. And then the self-defense class, which is more like the real world type of thing, that'll be for adults. Do, do we have age limit on the kids? Uh, Probably like five, six and up. All right, Cal will be there. Yeah.
0: Coming hot, ready to go.
1: The younger ones. I don't know if I have that patience anymore. We used to teach like three and up. But oh man! Uh, I don't know. Do we'll we have see. mats
0: or something, or we we'll just, just do, do it in the
1: gym? Yeah. Okay, on the carpet. I mean, when, when I started, we just do it in the concrete. You yeah. Have to do like rolling Dude. and jumps. And it was that's, my, that's it was real hood head. right there. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's that's awesome. <laughs> it's gonna so, be
0: fun. So there you go. God could have busted Jacob's nose and kicked him in the <laughs> groin, but instead he hit him in the hip. <laughs> hit him in the hip, this made
1: location. him walk with a limp.
0: That's right. He always remembered you know, who he was, and he gets his name changed uh, shortly to Israel,
1: yep.
0: from Jacob to Israel. And uh, what's, what's interesting is, one, here Jacob is pursuing God's blessing, hmm. which we're talking about blessing here at church. And what does it look like for us to seek God and seek blessing? But on the flip side of that is God is seeking Jacob, which is more important than that. Mm -hmm. God allowed himself to be found. It's not like God just showed up on earth on a whim like, Mm -hmm. oh, hey, fancy meeting you here, Jacob. God came to him, and in a way that was able to be seen, Mm -hmm. Jacob wasn't destroyed. They obviously could touch and talk. Mm -hmm. And so that just gives me a a lot of a greater perspective as to who God is in God's heart and that he wants to be with us. He wants to bless us. He wants to teach us, and at the end of the day, He wants to conform us to His image. Mm -hmm. So as I read this, I had Romans 8, uh, Romans 12 in the back of my mind as God uses all these things to shape us and mold us to conform us to the image of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And so anytime, again, you're reading the Old Testament, it says the angel of the Lord shows up. I'm a firm believer that that is Jesus um, in the Old Testament. And it's just what a beautiful thing that God comes to us. Um, because we can't go to him without him allowing us to and helping us get there
1: yeah one of his attributes it's that he's ever-present yeah he's uh, everywhere at the same time all the time yeah and Bailey our youth uh, director just gave a talk on it and it was really cool how she uh, laid it out because she said God is always here Mm -hmm. whether we acknowledge it or not now are we acknowledging that God is with us yeah so it's not that God is not there it's just that because of sin, then we don't have the ability to to see God ourselves yeah. or to acknowledge His presence ourselves. We wouldn't want to, but then God chooses to say, "Hey, I'm right here." Tap tap yeah. tap, kind of thing, which is really cool. So, if if God, I mean, God is under no obligation to reveal Himself, yeah. yet He does, and that's the beautiful thing. Yeah, it's awesome.
0: So, Johnny, I'm sure most of you listening know this, but he's also our worship pastor and leads us like in our liturgies and song selections and the theology of our worship through the singing. So, you can speak to this too. There are some songs we like, we'll sing, We welcome you, Lord Jesus. Uh, come, Holy Spirit, come. Mm-hmm. It's not like God just like, Oh, then right. he shows up because yeah. he was gone. It's more of our awareness and, and reminding the, the church, right. saying, "Like We welcome you, Lord. We're intentionally reminding ourselves mm-hmm. that God has already been here. He is here and he will mm-hmm. always be here, right? Yeah. Okay.
1: It's kind of like the same thing when we say, We bless you. Like, we, we bless you, God. Um, I just recorded a, a little video. And I remember being really confused i'm like, "What does that even mean i don't have anything to offer God, and yeah. my mom actually told me it's not about what you say or what you have it's about who you are It's mm-hmm. what you it, it's like just your person you God wants you to worship, yeah, so having that awareness of like thank you, God, we bless you uh you're welcome in this place it's more for us yes. than it is for for, for God yeah oh, that's
0: a good word that's a good word well I have one last thing any anything else on your end no, from this chapter yeah. As you leave here today and you you read Genesis 32 and you think through, you know, who is Jacob and what do you learn about God, I want to call attention to uh, his prayer in verses 11 and 12. Sorry, I skipped over this earlier. But he's crying out to God because he's about to come up against Esau and he doesn't know what to expect. He says, Please deliver me from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him that he may come and attack me, mothers and children. But you said, Surely... Uh, I'll surely do you good and make your offspring as the sand in the sea, which cannot be numbered for the multitude. When you look at his whole prayer there, even going back to like verse 9, what you see is him beginning to praise God. If you Mm -hmm. look at the structure of his prayer, O God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, O Lord. So our prayers can begin with praise. He also quotes God's word back to God. And then he moves into a time of confession Mm -hmm. and thankful for past mercy. And then honest requests, like, God, I'm kind of in a tough spot here. I need some help. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking um, for something to pray today, and maybe you, you're you looking to pray the scriptures, I would say look at verses 9 through 12. And Jacob's prayer is really helpful for us as it models praise, God's word, confession, thankfulness, and then also petitions or requests. Um, that also caught my attention there. So
1: Yeah, and if you come to church yeah. on Sundays... You can also look for those elements because almost every single element that was in this prayer is the movements that we call is what we do on Sunday service. Yes. We always start with the call to worship, praise of God. We come to uh, then acknowledging confession. We proclaim the word. We have time of reflection, which is really important. Um, and it's one to really take seriously because it's when you get to uh, talk to God and say, all right, this is, this is what I'm going to do with what I just learned. And then we leave. Uh, praising our God, again, with, with, the, with the blessing and a benediction, which is awesome.
0: Amen. I love it. Well, hey, thanks for coming in, Johnny. Yeah. It's fun diving into God's word with you. And uh, for all you listening, we'll have Pastor Johnny back with us on Friday as we dive into Genesis chapter 34. All right. All right. Hey, God bless you all. Have a great week and we'll talk soon.